Welcome to Under the Rug at Work, where I shine light on problems that are normally swept under the rug. Today, I'm chatting with Alan Ball about why we need men to advocate for gender equality and addressing domestic violence when it comes to the workplace. Alan is the National Director at White Ribbon Australia and has 20 years experience implementing community development programs. Thanks so much for joining me, Alan. Really appreciate having you on board. Oh, thanks, Nicole. It's great to be here on the podcast and I'm recording from Ghana country. So I just wanted to acknowledge um, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people who are listening to this podcast today and just really stress that this was always and always was and always will be um, their land. Sovereignty was never ceded. Thanks so much for including that, Alan. Can you share some of the stats around gender equality in the workplace and why is it an issue? Well, let me first start by just acknowledging that for anybody listening to this podcast today that is experiencing some form of disrespect, abuse or violence in the workplace, there are supports available for you. Um, 1-800-RESPECT um, is the national hotline to call. And I wanted to kind of just start off by emphasising that some of the things I might mention today might be a trigger and I want you to get that help um, that's out there. You will be believed. The good news is most Australian workplaces are workplaces of respect. And we all have agency, right, Nicole? Um, we all have the ability to intervene in and advocate for kindness and respect, not just at home, but in that workplace. Mm. What we can't ignore, though, is that willful ignorance, um, walking past issues, disrespect, discomfort or unsafety in the workplace. And that's where we need to focus our attentions what we've seen in the last few years across the Australian landscape has been somewhat of a revolution and reckoning built on years, if not decades, of women particularly trying to scream loudly for the attention and the spotlight around disrespect at work. Um, in the last few years, we've had a number of inquiries, parliamentary inquiries, and we've seen legislation changes, particularly most recently around a positive duty for workplaces to take reasonable and proportionate steps to prevent or stamp out sexual harassment in the workplace. Mm. And what we know is that workplaces are still a space of disrespect, abuse and violence for women particularly, and all people, but women are bearing the brunt of it much more than men. Mm. And um, I think it was last year, the Global Institute of um, Gender Studies, I think that's the term, Julia Gillard's think tank, really highlighted the issue. There was lots of reports, but this one really spoke to me because it spoke about the misogynistic attitudes that Australian men still hold now, which are impacting women. And in fact, was putting us um, right um, below most of the OECD nations mm -hmm. um, as some of the worst attitudinal responses towards respect at work. Yeah. And when I think about it, we want all Australian men to be part of the generation that puts an end to men's violence against women in the yep. workplace and at home. Yep. And we want them to use their sense of agency to raise the collective bar of what it means to be a good bloke in Australia. Mm. And so we want men to really be paying attention to the issue first by speaking up and standing up. But more importantly, we want them to collectively raise a bar for all Australian men to lean into the problem and to be part of the solution. I love that. And there's a couple of things that you mentioned that I just wanted to expand on. And you spoke about women being treated differently in the workplace. And as a, a woman um, and a woman who's been in executive positions, 
I have felt and seen that. I have experienced sexual harassment. Some of it just, you know, jokes and banter. Some of it really obvious, just, you know, staring at my chest. It was quite uncomfortable because it was a significant period of time. We were having a conversation and I was quite young. So I didn't know what to say or how to stop it. I do now and I share with people what to do now. And it's as simple as for anyone here listening, um, can you cut it out? Or I can see that you're staring at my chest. Can you please stop that? So calling out the behavior is often all you need to do. But I also wanted to mention, you know, men championing that change. I have been in executive meetings where I have been treated very differently to other people in the same meeting. And it was a fellow colleague, a man who stood up and said, hey, you know, Nicole already said that and really was able to to shift the energy in the room. Whereas I've been in situations where that hasn't happened and it just kind of falls away and everyone forgets about it because it's quite difficult to as you say, speak up and yell louder and say, hey, why are you speaking to me that way when you don't speak to your fellow male colleagues that way? And one of the key things I think you said is around respect. If if we have a respectful workplace, then a lot of the issues go away. And if you're respectful, then you're not bullying. If you're respectful, you're not sexually harassing someone. If you're respectful, you're creating an environment where everyone can work together in a safe workplace. Thank you for being a man who champions change as well. I follow you on LinkedIn. And if there's anyone here who's listening who doesn't follow you on LinkedIn, definitely recommend to connect with you because the the content and the information that you share is really forward facing and is beneficial for, for everyone in the workplace, but also as society as a whole. So Thank you for doing what you're doing and um, keep going. Gosh, thanks, Nicole, for that. And can I just um, add in there that I'm, I'm really sorry that that's your experience in the workplace. Um, your resiliency and your strength and bravery to speak so openly about it, to educate others about not only the consequences, but what you can practically do about it is something that I hugely admire. And in fact, most of my teachers uh, um, have been women. And there's been a few men, but it's been women um, who have gone through tremendous amounts of trauma and have experienced stuff that they never asked for. Right now, what we're saying to Australian men is that you are part of the solution. Um, your actions are being noticed, noted and modelled. And in every workplace, there really exists that shadow. And we still have unequal or unequitable workplace environments where men particularly hold positions of power in many industries. And what we're asking men to do is not to give up that sense of power. It's not a zero-sum proposition, gender equity. Mm. What we're asking for is to lean into different forms of utilising that power and privilege to be a good ally. Um, and men, particularly in these positions of power and privilege, have a responsibility to be an ally to their female colleagues and actively work to address those issues of disrespect. We, the shadow that they cast can either diminish or amplify that light of respect. Mm. And it really is up to each of us and Australian men not to ignore it. And I, I, I talk about it often. I talk to young people about it as well. And I'll say, hey, the good news is most of us are not violent. Most of us are respectful in most of our moments during the day. 
but we've got to collectively just keep raising that bar and nudging it higher to what it means to be a good bloke in mm. every interaction and in every situation. Spot on. And they do, guys can make such a huge change in that area. And we're seeing the change. We're seeing the societal movement. We're seeing the support, which is wonderful. And as you said, we'll just keep going. White Ribbon does do a lot of work when it comes to domestic violence. Now, you spoke briefly about the positive duty changes for sexual harassment in the workplace, but there's also been some legislative changes when it comes to domestic violence at work. Are you able to share what they are? Absolutely. So, of course, there has been a huge amount of movement and progression around domestic violence support. And we know that workplaces in previously and currently can serve as a barrier for employees to overcome or get support if they're experiencing violence in the home. It's no longer a private issue. And so domestic violence leave, which has just been legislated and has and organisations have led with that previously, and some organisations go above and beyond the minimum standard, but domestic violence leave is now enshrined in the law, which is giving Australian workplaces or employees in Australian workplaces an additional safeguard if they are experiencing domestic violence to get the help and support that they're required. The respect of work recommendations from an inquiry into lots of insidious behaviours and um, processes is fully enforced now. And in fact, there's a website, Respect at Work, which houses a whole bunch of information that employers and employees can access right away that gives practical and pragmatic tips to support colleagues, to support workplace culture, change the norms, and really address any of the inadequate policies and procedures that currently exist in workplaces. And of course, there's programs to support you. So in March 2023, White Ribbon Australia hosted a webinar with a number of guest speakers, leaders in their field around the positive duty in the workplace. Um, it's available on our YouTube channel, but that just gives you a sense of insight into the complexities of what has changed, but also what still needs to change because legislation is only as good as it is upheld. And it's only as good as the processes and practices that are implemented daily. And what we're asking for, what we need is a cultural reckoning. We need every workplace to pay attention to not only their positive duty, but lift those minimum standards. And we can do that. And I love what you're saying, Nicole. We can't look at the the this situation with a glass half empty. We need to look at it as a glass half full. There's yeah. resources. There's assets, there's people and organisations that are here to support. And one of those is White Ribbon Australia. Yes. If someone has a team member who's experiencing domestic violence, what can they do? If you can just share a couple of tips or things that they can do right after listening to this podcast, what's the next step that they can do to support their team member? The best thing we can do is believe. Yeah. And if anybody discloses abuse or violence that's happening to them, believe them. And that requires us to actively listen. And what I really mean by that is checking on our own biases, mm -hmm. checking in how we are going uh, in ourselves. Uh, are we available to hear what they're saying? Or are we going to lead a conversation which dilutes, discounts or denies the experience of abuse and violence? So believing is one of the simple forms of behavioural change that we can do. In addition to believing is ensuring that we have the right space and environment to listen. 
So if anybody does disclose abuse or violence, don't say things like, oh, can I, can I get back to you on that one? Or, or are you safe right now? Because um, we could come back to this situation or, or discount it in those emotions. Actually take the time. This is a critical conversation. And mm -hmm. knowing that in that moment, you could potentially be saving a life. And what that also means is applying the handbrake as well. So we can't get in there and be the knight in shining armour. We yeah. don't want to be in there to put the saviour to it because we could inadvertently cause more damage or harm. So the best thing we can do in that situation after believing an individual, listening to them with empathy, is creating a bit of a safety plan with them. And that safety plan is about assessing risk. And in that risk, we need to assess, are they um, currently in a situation of life-threatening harm or danger? Because that's going to require a different approach, uh, an almost immediate approach, potentially by the authorities. And knowing that there's organisations like 1-800-RESPECT that you can call to get that help. But the best thing we can say to all employees that are listening to this is get informed. Um, White Ribbon Australia has a number of resources, including an e-learning module where you can learn about my response, my positive duty, but also test some of those practical things in um, behavioural scenarios that you can do right away. Yeah. And I think as, as leaders or even fellow colleagues, we, we don't do anything because we're scared to either do something wrong or we just don't know what to do. So we sweep it under the rug and think, gosh, I can't do anything. So let's not talk about it and hope it goes away or hope someone else does something or hope, you know, nothing bad happens. I would just reiterate, drop everything. If someone is talking to you about an issue, especially when it comes to domestic violence, drop everything. Nothing else matters in that moment and, and be there and listen. Almost everything else can wait. Can we roll up that rock? Um, that we sweep things under yeah. um, and can we can we lock it away in the cupboard um, yeah. because I don't want that rug anymore in this workplace there's no need to be sweeping this stuff underneath the rug anymore I just want to lock that away and you spoke about some of the tools and the resources not only that you have but 1-800-RESPECT has and I just want to end on your workplace accreditation program can you share some of the benefits of being involved and what it involves Workplace accreditation is one of our primary programs of prevention and what it involves is a hygiene check for an organisation. So we have policies, practices in place in most organisations that address the issue of respect, harassment or discrimination. What workplace accreditation does is it takes a very thorough and comprehensive review of those policies, practices and procedures and also looks at culture of your workplace. Because we know that a comprehensive domestic violence policy is only as good as the culture of respect. And what organisations do is they submit evidence to White Ribbon Australia, to our independent advisory council, and we assess the strength of that evidence. So we look at workplace culture through surveying, we pressure test policies and practices against the minimum standards, and we also take a comprehensive review of all of the practices that are currently in place and let organisations know, here are the gaps. This is what else you could be doing. 
Mm. Workplace accreditation is a community practice at the end of the day, and it is growing and it is nationwide. We have well over 180 organisations that are workplace accredited at this present time. We're Mm. reaching something over 320,000 employees every day and partnering with them to support good resourcing, effective resourcing to support employees. And more importantly, we're providing that training, security measures, checks and balances, and that maturity of practice to ensure that workplaces don't succumb to any of the ailings or barriers that currently exist Mm. and also support organisations to go through the legislative changes like positive duty in the workplace, which is a complex legislation change and you don't have to do it alone. And that's what I love about workplace accreditation. So for anyone there that might have thought about it or wants to be part of it, I do encourage you to check us out at whiteribbon.org.au. Have a look at our workplace accreditation pages and hear the testimonials. We've got a great one there from the South Australian government for all of their departments or well over 100,000 employees workplace accredited and really proud of being part of our community of practice. I highly recommend checking out your website and connecting with you, Alan, if anyone wants to learn more. Thank you so much for your time and sharing what you've shared today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Nicole.